Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Iman. I'm Siham. And we are Pharaoh, and you're tuned into Power, your portal dedicated to the rise, awakening, and balance of the divine feminine energy that lives in every child, woman, and man. Power is the divine feminine energy and the divine masculine energy coming together as one to heal ourselves and, in turn, heal the planet. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, so uh, this is episode four. Episode. Where yeah. am I from? North Dakota? North Dakota. Or Canada, too. Canada, too. Shout out to all of us. We all let. Anyway, <laughs> this is Pow Her. This is episode 14. Questions and answers. Yeah, this is just a Q&A. Um, honestly, I don't know if we can hear Nala's pit patter behind us, but I don't care because she's my dog and I love her. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Episode 14, questions and answers. Um, we've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Um, we just were looking for the right time to do it. So basically, this is a collective of questions from our Instagram uh, at power.co, our Facebook, our Anchor FM. Shout out to Anchor. Um, that's also where our podcast is hosted. They have an incredible messaging. Uh, you can leave a message for us on there as well as on our website. But basically, we've got a collective of questions from all of you. All of you amazing listeners, thank you so much for tuning into Power. Thank you. We love you. We're always growing together, expanding together. We're all on the leading edge together, growing together. This is awesome on planet Earth. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, these are just... Also, we're going to leave these anonymous because I feel like we're not sure if... Yeah, we didn't really ask permission and then nobody really gave their consent. And we. I know it's not that deep, just, but... Yeah. yeah. So, guys... In the future, uh, if you guys want us to include your names or anything like that, let us know. We will be happy to give y'all a shout. Yeah, and even like the, because some, some of these are just like literally messages, but also the voice messages we've gotten. Oh my God, thank you so much. We love them. Where if we haven't responded to you, we are currently going to respond to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, all those um, as well, you have also asked us questions in those voice messages. So um, it's just a collective of questions that we're going to be answering. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's just get into it. First question. You know, we're just going to start with a, we decided we're going to start with a more chill one, uh, which this one is, how do you know if you're with your soulmate? I've been dating someone for a year now and not sure where things are going. Also, do you two have boyfriends and have you two found your soulmates? Question mark. <laughs> Yo, okay, so should we I just, lo- uh, I'll, I'll just answer the, go the, ahead, the go other. Go ahead, because you know we love soulmate talk. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Well, I'm single. See him. What's up? Any man? I'm single too. Okay. <laughs> Just, uh, no, I wanted you to say it for yourself. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. But yeah, I'm open. And um, yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I love this question so much because I feel like some people think the whole soulmate thing is a fairy tale and not real. Um, so the fact that we're out there seeking, allowing this beautiful experience of what a soulmate is to come into our lives. If we believe in it, it's happening to us. So let's just get into the question. This person has been with this person for a year. Oh, I can relate to this, Siham, because you know. You yes. know this. You know yes. the details of my life. <laughs> and I've actually told you guys some of my life too. So you're with, with somebody, you're with somebody for a year. And if you feel like basically at the basis of this, you're questioning the relationship. My thing is, we should be, if we're a year in, we should be comfortable enough to be talking to our significant other. Yo, we've been together for a year. You know, just be honest. We got we to gotta be okay with being vulnerable and, and asking the questions, even if the other person is not willing to do it. Exactly. We've been here together for a year, and I just want to ask you, where are things going? Because any time you find yourself asking that question, it's really because you're ready for the next level. 
right? And you just kind of, and, and with the relationships, they should continue growing. They should continue expanding. They should not get stagnant. And this doesn't mean, oh, we've been together for six months. We got to get married. It's not about rushing things. But if the other- Everything is in divine timing, but your timing, you know, it, it might not be that the other person's timing. And that's okay, but you got to be honest with what you want. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, you've been together for a year. I think you need to sit down with this person. Tell them exactly what's on your mind. And if this per you know what's so crazy? I mean, of course, we don't have the, the details. Details. Of course. Is this is a very just a broad question. I kind of, I guess, it is, you think about it. But it's perfect yeah. because I feel like people are experiencing this on so many levels. Some people, we've been together for three years and you're questioning it. At the basis of this, we need to be at a level where if we can't even talk to our partner about this, how could we even go to the next level with this person? Sometimes, and I've experienced this, I'm just going to put myself out there once again. I've been in a relationship that was almost a year. And as we're approaching that, this person, I, I asked some hard questions because I was just like, oh, I thought we we're heading, we we're heading here because of the conversations we've had. But now we're approaching a year and those conversations are no longer happening. So you got to ask those questions like, hey, where are we going? And usually if the person disappears or somehow like backtracks and you find yourself not in a relationship anymore, say thank you. You got your answer. You say thank you, yeah, because trust me, I told you guys, the universe works in such beautiful, mysterious ways, and it's always working for you. So if, you, if you're afraid, sometimes we're afraid to ask our, other per, our significant other this question because we feel like, oh, shit, if I ask these questions, the relationship is going to be over. We should not be afraid of our relationship being over. Thank you if it's over because that happened for you. And know your soulmate's on his or her way. Exactly. And once again, when you're asking questions... It's, you know, talking to your partner, that's great. But the first thing you should always do is look within. Yes. Turn back in. Because when you're not aligned with yourself, with your true self, that's when you start to have doubts. You start all this indecisiveness. You're not sure about anything. Align with yourself and really just sit with yourself. Yeah. Forget about everybody else's voice. Mm -hmm. What do you want? Yeah. And once you line up with yourself, all those answers are going to come. Yeah. And, and I, some of them, you might, it might be hard things to face, but you'll get your answer. And you were saying this earlier, CM, it's always about giving ourselves permission, right? Because sometimes we do outgrow our partners and not because we want to leave them behind or anything weird like that. It's about, I want these things now. And maybe I didn't want these things six months ago, but now I do. And you have to give yourself permission to grow and be like, I want these things. I deserve these things. And if your partner's not ready for that next level... It's okay to part ways. It's okay if that person's comfortable where they are and they're not ready to grow. Hey, everybody's on their own divine path, right? Exactly. So uh, that's why I can relate to this question so much because I was like, you know what? I had to walk away from that relationship because the person wasn't ready for the next level. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Meaning your soulmate is on his or her way, which is great. And you know what a soulmate is since we're on that topic? When you find your soulmate, some people are going to be like, oh, your soulmate does this is your perfect mirror. So you're going to hate your soulmate. And it's going to be this like, you know, this like uh, whirlwind of crazy emotions. I'm like, uh-uh. This is what I think. This is my perspective because I feel like my experiences in relationships, your soulmates, it's going to feel like your best friend. It's going to feel organic. It's not going to be like, you're not going to be on a date with this person figuring, trying to figure them out or when you're open, they're going to be open. So it's, you know, we live in an attraction-based uni universe. You're going to attract an open person, right? And if the person's not as open as you or 
kind of holding back and you're kind of giving of yourself, you're just going to know. It's back what Tia was saying, connecting back to yourself. If you're not feeling good, you got to trust yourself. You got to trust your feelings and know that they're guiding you. So exactly. ask those questions and you'll know if and, this is the right person for you. And look within. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and don't be afraid to lose because you're never losing. You're always gaining. You're always gaining. That's something for us. We give Anytime we feel like things are kind of feeling a little chaotic, I'm like, okay, what's going on right now? Okay, I don't like how this feels. All right, let me step back from it. It's all me trying to find clarity and regain my, my balance to know which path to take because I, I don't have to make a decision right now, and you don't either. Ask the questions. See how you feel. The path will light up. All right, this is the second question. Okay, so question number two is, I want to be myself 100% unapologetically, but I feel like my family and friends won't accept me, and I don't want to deal with the guilt and shame that comes with that. What do I do? Ooh, that is a good one. Okay. I felt like um, that was, I felt like that was the best, um, the best question. So I feel like we've gotten that one in different in different forms. Um, and I really just felt like that was like really simple. Yeah. So we kind of went with this question. Um, but yeah, first things first, um, we live in a, the matrix, right? We always talk about this, guys. The, we live in the matrix. The societal construct of where there's no permission of, nobody's giving you permission to be yourself. We talked a little bit about this before. Everybody wants you to be just like them. Yeah, right? So it's like the idea that you're stepping out and it's so crazy because it's like you're just literally being yourself, right? Isn't it so crazy? Like How that's so radical. Wow. Being like, yourself. What a rebel. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, I'm just being, like, the, the, the easiest. Just being me. The most natural thing to me. Because we're all unique here on planet Earth. All have our unique gifts. So so let me tell you something. We're a really good example of that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people tuned into Power are tuned into Power because I feel like they kind of, re- you guys relate to us. And we're kind of sharing our experiences um, with you guys. For, for us, right? Us being Somali, women being the first females from our country to ever get a major American record deal. Muslim. Yeah, it wasn't easy. And the backlash that came from that, like, you know, virally first, was kind of insane because we were the first to do something and it was scary to a lot of people. Obviously, when we were younger, we are like, no, fuck the haters. We was going in back on YouTube and, you know, all the <laughs> platforms. But, like, now we're just, like, anytime somebody still has something against who we are, we're literally creative beings expressing ourselves as artists, as women, Right? Something that's so natural to us, but for whatever reason, some people culturally feel like that's not allowed. And we had to give ourselves permission. Yeah. To be Nobody ourselves. Nobody gave us permission. Not our mom. Come on, y'all. Some of y'all tuned in who are maybe come from cultural backgrounds like ours can really relate. We have Somali parents who also live in the same, in, in, in a Somali community, who also felt the backlash. So they weren't giving us permission to be ourselves because we allowed ourselves to be ourselves and gave ourselves permission and said, this is who we are. You know, if you love us, you love us. And it, it love one. Yes. And that is how we felt about ourselves is re- now reflected back to us. Like our parents love us. They support us 100%. Like, cause we're not afraid. My family. Yeah. Just, I'm going to say that. Yeah. And I love them. And, but once upon a time, they weren't ecstatic about this music stuff. It was scary to them. Us going into the yeah. music industry. It's not like, there was somebody in the industry that could guide us. That could look out for us. It was just like, like freaking wild, the wild, wild west. It really was. Cause it's like already we're former refugees and like coming into this country, a foreign land, trying to make sure you raise your daughters and your son, right? And then we go off into the abyss, which is the dark, 
the dark music industry <laughs> where it's like Illuminati and all the shit, right? But it's like, you hear these stories, but it's like our parents literally, you know, what could they do, right? We, we kind of tricked them. They didn't really allow anything, but it was about us being fearless. That's a whole other story. But they appreciate and love and respect us now because we appreciate love and respect ourselves. Yeah. We don't feel like we're doing anything wrong. We feel like we are guided by up above source, our ultimate creator, who is an extension of us. We have these gifts we're sharing, we're expressing ourselves, right? So, so you have to give yourself permission to just be yourself. Like you gotta forget, forget about your family, forget about everybody. Go in a room by yourself, sit down and just sit with yourself. Yeah. And accept every part of yourself. Know that you're not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. You're not hurting anyone. Mm -hmm. You're just doing what you love. And if that is a problem for everybody else, that's everybody else's problem. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah. But you got to accept it for yourself. Forget about what you think everybody's going to say, what you think the reaction's going to be, because we create our own realities. Yeah. I believe that 100%. Yeah. Like, just, it's like when you go outside angry and you go into a store, don't you notice that you start to, to attract all the angry people in the store? Yeah. Like, the, the store clerk is, is, is mad as hell. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody bumps into you, and they're pissed off. Like, like attracts like, guys. We live in an attraction-based universe. Yeah. So we must be what we want the world to reflect back at us. So like, you got to be good with you. Yeah. And that starts with you. No one else can do that for you. Yeah. Your mom can't give you permission. Your dad can't. Your best friend, your husband. Mm -hmm. No one can. Yeah. There can be supporters, even just... We're, we're supporting you mm -hmm. here here on at Power HQ. Yep. We're supporting you, but we can only be a catalyst. Your friend can only be a catalyst to your own healing. You got to give yourself permission. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, exactly. And, you know, I know some of us, I was talking about, obviously, music. Our, our thing was, you know, our family it was so hard for us to, for our family to accept the whole music thing. It was so radical and crazy. And it's like, just fucking music, right? I know there's some people dealing with, um, and it, it was just as impactful and it and, and, and felt just as crazy as like, for example, there's some people who are trying to come out to their family, right? And they want to let their families know that they're lesbian, gay, bi. Some people it's, I want to literally quit my career, which is a doctor, listening <laughs> about all the money you put into, which is not who gives a shit. But I'm saying some people have this pressure of, oh my God, I went to medical school, da, 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 and I don't want to be- all this time. And I don't want to be a doctor. I want to do something creative, something you love. That's fucking radical. Yeah. To some people that is like, yo, that is dis disrespect and you're going against the family. Yeah. Like it's, it's, so I know I just kind of gave you guys a, a spectrum of what, what it could be that your family or your friends would go against you on. But all those things are valid and they all are, you know, they feel like they're big life decisions that you want to share with the world. So let me tell you something. You got to accept yourself, like Sam was saying. And, and you know what? When you accept yourself and you're living unapologetically, 100% you, it's going to feel, it's going to look so happy. It's going to look so healing, so light. It's going to look like magic. You think your family's going to stay away from you? They're going to accept you. Because you know what? They're not accepting you because they're scared. They don't know what that is. You know, just speaking from us, you know, the culture we come from, it's always fear. Like, what is going to happen if I accept this, you know? So anyway... Yeah, when you accept yourself, and I, you were saying something earlier, Sam, which was about, because we're going to learn it the hard way, right? We don't accept ourselves, right? What happens? We kill ourselves. 
little by little, you know, our, our, our passion dies, our dream is dying. Nothing really dies, but it's like we're enduring and hurting ourselves, right? To the point where we have what? A complete mental, physical breakdown, right? We don't have to wait till it gets there. And then, and then when that happens, and then we decide to give ourselves permission. Some people decide to give their permission, self's permission on the sixth breakdown, not even on the first. And that's okay. And, and that's okay, but it doesn't have to take like you destroying yourself yeah to finally give yourself permission to just be you yeah you can do that right now yeah and you don't have to feel guilty about it yeah there's not there's nothing you have to be okay with doing what's best for you yeah because what happens is the guilt becomes so the guilt is an emotion right but the emotion manifests into physical pain and physical ailments um CM's, I always say her wings, you know, like your, what is the, that part of your, your, your rhomboids in your back? Rhomboid muscles. Your rhomboid muscles, right? And I would say like that area is like where your wings are, where your wings go. But also physically, if we're kind of feeling a lot of guilt, that's where we carry it in that area in our rhomboid muscles. And um, trust me, when my back starts aching in that area, I'm like, uh-oh, what guilt am I carrying that does not belong to me? We're carrying mm -hmm. guilt and shame that does not belong to us. It's other people shaming us for wanting to be us. And that's just not going to cut it in 2018 and beyond. So for all those, for the person who asked this question, for all those people tuned in who feel like they can't be themselves and feel like everybody's going to disown them, you have God. You have the ultimate source that created you. You're never alone. Also, I'm going to add this to the question because I just remembered um, someone else really wanted this question answered and it was about guilt. Yeah. And it was about you know, their family or like people that they work with or people that are close to them expecting things from them. Oh, Because yes. maybe, you know, they're the first people, first, first, you know, you know, quote unquote successful, mm -hmm. you know, ones out of the group or, or, you know, they made it to a certain point and, you know, now they, their friends and family feel like, you know, we're entitled to you yeah. and your time and all the opportunities you can open up to us, you mm -hmm. know? And it's a tough place to be in, and there comes a lot of guilt with that because it's like you you created all of this for yourself, and you feel like, man, I, I gotta give it, I gotta, I gotta, I owe it to everybody now, you know, to to give back. And and there's nothing wrong with feeling that way, but the universe is perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay, you must giving and receiving has to be balanced. Yeah. That's something I had to learn the hard way. Because when you give, 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 and you're not receiving, it makes you sick. Yeah, you deplete it, yourself. You deplete yourself, you drain yourself, you don't even have the energy to be you, to do the things that you need to do for yourself. So, first and foremost, if you have a conversation, just forget about the conversations that, that, you, that you have, but you gotta be okay with doing the best that you can. Yeah. You got to just sit down with yourself and be like, you know what? I'm doing the best that I can. And if I have it to give, I will give. And when I don't, I'm not going to feel bad about it. You got to be okay with that. And you have to practice that. You have to practice that because even the, like, just even, I'll, I'll give just myself as an, as an example. There's been so many times, like, you know, man, I'm a, I, I'm a giver. I'll say that. Me, me and Ema, we both are. So... There'll be times when I'd be like giving. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, this feels good. This feels good. And then there's a point where it doesn't feel good. I'm depleted. 
but I keep going because I feel guilty because I'm like, oh, well, I did it for all those other people. I should be able to do it for these people too. And then it's just What are like, they going to think if I don't do it this time because I have to do it every time? No, you don't. Oh, my gosh. And it's, just the idea that, that like, do you even know the energy, that the, ex the energetic exchange that happens between you and someone when you don't want to do this thing for them, whatever right, it is. Right, and you do it anyway out of obligation, some fake obligation or yeah, whatever you obligation think. or guilt. Like, even the energy between that exchange isn't even good. It's not a true giving. Yeah, it's not going to make you happy, that, and that's why you feel tired. You feel wow. drained. Yeah. Because it's literally depleting you. It's not, you thought it would give you life, but it, it's not because mm -hmm. you didn't want to do it. And exactly. the person receiving it, they feel that too. It's not, it's not that, that energetic exchange is not, it, it's, it doesn't make, feel, make anyone feel good. So the moral of that is, if you, like, it's like, if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. It's that simple. Um, I love the analogy of, right? And some people might not agree with this, but, right? We have to take care of our own mind, body, and spirit. Nobody can do it for us. CM can only be a catalyst as a healer for me. I can only be a catalyst for her, but I can't vibrate for her. I can't do any of that stuff. So for me, I think about the whole half glass, half empty glass, or the whole full cup glass analogy, right? The idea is when my, when my cup is full, whatever the over, over spillage is, that is for everybody. Think about it like that, because it's like, oh, it's almost like if, unless my, body, my, my battery, my battery, my battery's fully charged, how can I give? How can I give? Like, if I can't breathe, how can I br teach you how to breathe or breathe for you? Like, basically, we have to take care of ourselves. We're just taught that, oh, that's selfish thinking, and that's not true. We're not taught how to take care of ourselves. And this is how we take care of ourselves. Removing guilt, removing shame. They're completely useless, by the way. Yeah. Useless. You so don't need So feeling it. guilty, it's like when you start feeling guilty about something, stop, move back, ask yourself, wait, why am I feeling guilty? And then you'll realize, oh my God, it's, it's, I'm feeling guilty about it's about other people's. It's always about other people. It, it, hasn't, it doesn't even belong to you. It ain't even yours. And, and that's something you got to practice because even just as, as women, oh. oh my gosh, we're always guilty. We always feel guilty about something, not doing enough of something, doing too much of something. Like we're just always guilty. So it's like a, it's like a habit, an emotional habit that, that we, we need have. to unlearn. Yes. It's not doing anything for Whenever us. you feel that, you got to stop yourself dead in your tracks and really just remove it. Yeah. It does not belong to you. It yeah. does not belong to you, period. Re remove shame. Like, I'm just going to, this is like lighthearted, but whatever. You know, my culture, it's like, you know, modesty is something that, well, yeah. modesty can be defined in many ways. Depending on where you are, modesty yeah. is different. So obviously, culturally, we're, you know, modest, you know, we cover up and things like that. But you see me, I got my afro, you know, and, and, and honestly, culturally, as Somali women, we never used to cover our hair and we used to dress very unmodest compared to what it is now. Yeah. So for me, like, I live, you know, with my Somali community, with my family and stuff like that. Y'all yeah, be out here with my midriff out, okay? Crop tops. <laughs> midriff. I hate that word, right? Midriff? Sounds like the word midriff is principle. Yeah. Don't show your midriff at school. But like literally, guys, like my my mom's always like, oh, you went outside like that? Yep. I know. But it's almost like I'm okay with this. I'm at that level. Like I'm okay with showing a little bit of my my waist. I know it's such a random, but it's like 
I need to be myself and, and I want you to know that I'm comfortable with myself and I'm not doing anything wrong. My ass ain't out, you know, I'm not out here just, and if I wanted my ass out, that's okay too, but I don't. And also, it's my choice. Uh, uh, my, 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 my beautiful sis had to learn how to do that without being defensive. Oh, like, explain that. That's yo. perfect. That's so good. Like, she, <laughs> no, she has. Because I would roar this, like a lion, like, nah, yeah. nah, I'm gonna be myself. Like, this is me, but now I'm. Yeah, like, you don't have to. If there's a fight energy in you, you're, you're in defense mode and you're not even lined up with yourself. You're not being your true self. You're not being your true self. That's be, not you. Like, you don't wow. have to be in defense mode to be yourself. You don't have to, like, even though we feel like we to, have like, to prove to people. Like, you don't have to fight to be yourself. Just be, just be you and, and be comfortable and live in it. So basically how I deal with that now is, um, you know, except we've said this in um, our, a few episodes ago, like, you know, we're back in Toronto, haven't been with our family in over, over a decade, just being artists, traveling the world, not living even in Canada. I mean, we've come back, obviously, like, you know, no, to, but to visit, but not like live. No, but like living is like different. Like, yeah, we've been gone for so long. Like we were kind of re we're reconnecting and re getting to know our parents. Like it's different, like yeah. FaceTiming every day and coming. No, we literally like FaceTime every day, but it's honestly, it's different. It is. And yeah. we're all kind of relearning each other, which is beautiful. Um, you know, we're just like these magical witches now. And they're just like, what, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what the hell are you guys talking about today? What did um, you guys learn in L.A.? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Everybody's like, oh, you learned that in L.A., right? And it's just like, yeah. You know what? Shout you out to L.A. Crazy? Shout out to L.A. because that's where... A lot of people lose I themselves. Found, exactly. That's where we found ourselves. And that sounds crazy, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot of lessons in that city. Let me yeah. just say that. Yeah. It's a lot of growth. And I appreciate it. A lot of expansion. A lot of characters, a lot of different energies. And we have mastered... A lot of us, we've mastered our own vibration by meeting so many different types of people with different intentions, man. We don't even have to get into it. We've already obviously told you guys many stories, but that's why LA, it's like, I've mastered LA. What? And in LA and everywhere else in the world, you can find exactly what your frequency is. Yeah. You're going to find, if you're living in a low energy type of place, type of world, mm -hmm. and that's just where you're at, you're not happy. You're going to find those people. Yeah, 100%. Whatever level you're at, you're going to find those people. But if you're feeling light, you're feeling good, you're feeling like finding your co-creators and finding and, and just being you, Yeah. you're going to line up with exactly who you are, period. Yeah, absolutely. So basically how you be yourself is just be, right? I like what you said, CM, about not fighting. You don't need to fight your family, your friends. Like, this is me, accept me. We don't need to fight because the ones that are going to accept you and love you, they're going to stick around. You don't, need to, you don't need to do anything. But you need you to gotta, express yourself. You got to love and accept yourself you first. Got, and you got to make sure you know it's okay. You're, you're not too much. You're actually just right. You're perfect. If somebody thinks you're too much, that's their own projection. They wish they could be as much, much as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so... That's, that's the best advice we can give of being, your, being yourself um, because you accept yourself and the world will. You have to give yourself permission. The Matrix ain't going to do it. No one will. Yeah. Um, hold on. Okay, so this other question, I like this one. It's kind of like a, a music industry question. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. It wasn't it. Anyway, y'all you know, know I'm silly. Don't read it. Um, <laughs> so basically, um, um, okay, where the heck is it? Oh. I'm a new upcoming artist. I write and I sing. 
As I'm working on my craft, I'm in the studio a lot with different producers and songwriters. How do I speak up in a room where, I, where people have way more experience and success? Question mark. Awesome question. I love that. As artists, oh, we've been there, and I feel like we're, it's so funny. I, don't, I feel like as long as I'm going to do this forever, I'm always going to feel like a new artist. It's so yeah. weird because we're always creating. But I love this question because, first of all, um, I don't even remember who asked this question, but I think it was a female. I, I think it was. And, and I feel like it's always females that feel like this, especially yeah. more so. Because, you know, just like many industries, the music industry is very male-dominated. You know, if you're in the, just to paint a picture, I'm sure what this artist is dealing with, you come into a studio, it's a male producer, it's a male engineer. Um, there's a lot of dope-ass, dope female songwriters, and I feel like that that's more abundant in the industry, but I still feel like there's more male. Yeah. So the thing is, we've been in the studio, just our experience with it's always just like, oh my God. It's just always like, this person has nine Grammys. He has nine number one hits. <laughs> like, it's just like amazingly successful people. We've been, um, you know, appreciative and abundant enough to work with a lot of great people, um, you know, in the music industry. And a lot of times it has been a lot Not of... Not very welcoming, where, where it's like, okay, well, I know better. Mm -hmm. I know what... I know what You is, need. Yeah, I know what you need. I know what's going to sell. I know what's right. And yeah. that energy, especially for a new artist, is very... Traumatic sometimes. Yeah. It really can be. Because you... It's... How can you find your own voice in a sea of, like, nine Grammy... Nine Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Literally. The heck? And it's just, like, think about what being an artist is, right? The basis of an artist, you want to... Is, is freedom to express yourself. If you cannot express yourself as an artist, what is the fucking point? What is the point? So now, okay, for us, right, we're, we've always been songwriters, but obviously when we first got into the music industry, we appreciated being with all these heavy hitters, like, like these people who have just, you know, dominated the industry, whether production or songwriting, vocal producers. I mean, there's all kind of people in the studio. Yeah. Right? It, it can get pretty uh, crazy. Right. And it's so funny, um, a lot of times me and TM would be, like, in the booth. And as an artist, as a singer, as a vocalist, it's already something to accept your voice. It's already like, as a new artist, you know, hearing yourself back, it's all very new and it can be very traumatic if you don't have the right people, kind of like they're being positive. Yeah, guiding you. Yeah, because people are gonna make you feel like you can't sing, you know? People like what gonna, you're doing is not right. Like, like, like you're not good enough. And it's like, I'm just getting to get, I'm just getting comfortable with my voice. I'm just getting comfortable in the recording booth because it's a process, you know? Now me and CM can just hop in the booth, write songs, record, but we weren't there. Five, six years ago, five years ago, we were still getting comfortable with ourselves. So when you have somebody who's a songwriter, they wrote the song, and then they're literally, I'm just trying to paint a picture for you guys, they're literally, you have the artist in the, in the recording booth, and then you have the, whoever's like guiding you, whether it's a songwriter, whether it's a vocal producer, whether it's a producer yeah. himself or herself, they're pressing a button, they're talking to you, and they're feeding you all of their suggestions, like, oh, no, 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 you need to, uh, you know, you're not singing it right, uh, you need to do that, you hold that note out a little bit longer, or, or, Oh my God, you're not even the right fucking key. Like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> you know, sometimes they don't, they'll just say whatever, and it's such a sensitive time. And it's like, we got to a place. Thank God I have Siham. I always appreciate her because I know sometimes when you're by yourself and you don't have that person to kind of like bounce off of it, it's just a bunch of industry professionals in the room with you. It's like you'd feel like their voice just wins. But I got to a point where I'm like, no, you guys, we're going to vocal produce ourselves. I have to sing this, I had to start speaking up for myself. I'm singing this. I understand that you co-wrote this, but I'm singing this, and I got to go perform this. And you have to tell these people, get the fuck out of the room. 
you have to have balls enough to ovaries. <laughs> and, balls. And, I, <laughs> and I know that it's hard sometimes because it's like, okay, they're spending all this money on the studio session, spending all this money paying this person. Like, it takes I get a it. lot of I get it. money, guys. There's a lot of money involved. That's why people fucking have mental breakdowns because it's like they feel all this pressure and all this guilt. It's like all these people, mm-hmm. you know, that they have to appease. And we felt like that at one point in our life. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good place to be in. That's why I'm just, I'm so grateful that, like, peace of mind mm-hmm. is amazing. That's yeah. what, I'll just say that. Yeah, and you can find that by connecting with yourself and trusting yourself. And I, like we were saying earlier, you don't have to fight anybody in the studio. I know. I know I said t- get the fuck out, but it has to get to that level sometimes. Because if people are not respecting you and they're not respecting your boundaries, you have to speak for yourself. And sometimes you have to speak a bit assertive. Like, it's kind of like the divine masculine energy and the divine feminine energy. When it's balanced, you know exactly what to say. Sometimes that masculine energy had to have to come up and boss up. And you need to leave the room because this is a creative, um, this is a very fragile process. This creative process is not a business. It is a business, but this is Art is not created by, oh, we in the studio for eight-hour block, and this, this room cost $1,500 today, and we had to pay this songwriter this much, and this producer got this much. We know. We understand this is how the matrix works, but there's something spiritual happening. Music is spiritual. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a language we use. Music is a language, and you have to create from an authentic place. There are hundreds of songs that nobody will ever hear. Yeah. Me and CM recorded. Some songs, we would literally walk into the room, we'd walk into the studio, the producer's already there. The songwriter already wrote the song, already recorded his or her reference. And our job is to come in and, and do it exactly like that. Just like we're in a fucking factory. And I'm pretty sure, I'm, not, I'm sure maybe the artist who wrote into us maybe is going through that right now. And you know what? I'm glad I experienced all that. I know I didn't have to, but I'm glad I experienced those moments because now I know better. I am better. And nobody can ever come into a, a, a studio and tell me what to do. And we're and we're going to collaborate. Oh, we're going to collaborate. And, 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 and it's about no ego. Like, if my idea is not that good and somebody has a great hook and mine is not good, amazing. I want to collaborate. Let's all push each other to be our best versions. But what we're not going to do is diminish each other. We're not going to, like, because your version of a way, like, I'm, I'm going to go perform the song. So I'm going to record it my way. And if it's not good enough for you, we're going to have to compromise or you're just going to have to fall back. Or you can take your song too. Exactly. So, yeah, honestly. But honestly, oh my gosh. I, I, don't, I don't know if, I, if we haven't experienced that in a very long time. Like, yeah. a song that we have nothing to do with. Like, Honestly, and you know what? Speaking yeah. of which, uh, you know, we posted this uh, maybe last week on our Instagram or the week before, Pharaoh. We were letting everybody know, because a lot of people have been asking us about music. And we're just like, I know we post a lot about power and the spiritually based podcast we started it is for our own greatest healing why we're doing this but it's also a calling from higher above we feel very um, we're healers and we feel it is it is a purpose a part of our purpose on planet earth to further have these conversations have these come yeah further everybody's expansion by talking about love and reminding everybody you're already amazing you're already enough this is the basis of power mind body spirit aligned um but also music is a part of our language and is a part of our gift that we love to share, but because we've been in a place of healing, finding our peace, our inner peace and our balance, I know we're creating the best songs. Like right now, we've like barely gone to the studio. We've been creating more in our home. You know, CM's just coming up with ideas. Like she's just Ableton push. Um, she does more of the production. I just, 
I just come with my ideas. And I'd be like, Sian, you know what to do with this. <laughs> you know? But we have a lot of amazing songs, and I feel like we're creating some of, we're creating some of some, our best work, I believe. Creating the vibe. We're creating a really amazing vibe, and it's, it's literally us, our vision. And guess what? The greatest collaborators are here and on their way. Your co-creators are everywhere, yes. okay? And this is, this is like how I walk around every day. Like, I don't try to like make anything happen anymore. I just allow it. Yeah. Like, I just do what I love. I continue to do what I'm inspired to do. And I know the co-creators are just like coming. Absolutely. And just, I mean, there's some things, you know, we're not going to tell you guys about yet. <laughs> it's 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 coming up. Yeah. But um, yeah. There's like, we're only saying these things, guys, because it's literally we're experiencing these things in our life currently. We have experienced it. It's happening. It's unfolding. Like, like right now in the present, we are experiencing these things. Yeah, and it's fucking magic. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's, that's what I'm just gonna say. Like, it's magic. Just the. You walk outside, your co-creators can be anywhere. They can walk right into, you know, the coffee shop that you're in. Or it's just, it, or they might just start a conversation with you. Like, you just... It's all divine. It's you, all happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even um, one of our friends, you know, she wants to start a business. And, you know, she's thinking, like, okay, I don't even have the money. Like, what the fuck? Like, what am I even <laughs> thinking yeah. about this for, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, yo, go, go, um... Just start your business plan. Yes. Just start start the idea. Write it down. Um, um, just build build on it mm -hmm. because your idea is great. Yeah. And your co-creators are here. Yeah. There's people that want to invest in this. There's people that want to invest in you. There's people. Your co-creators are everywhere. We have a magical universe. There are angels at work. Hello. We got angels we were born with. Don't you think they're here helping... Um, the ultimate creator pull all these strings like everything's happening for you the universe is working for you period there ain't nothing you know people are like oh there's an evil universe and nah nope it's not true literally actually this goes great with the next question cm what's um which what's is the next the, it's, a, it's about manifesting oh <laughs> okay oh my gosh I loved your manifesting story. Wait, I loved your manifesting of the lottery story. I'm currently trying to manifest my dream apartment right now. How do I do that? Ooh, I love that. Oh my God, we got some apartment stories. Oh. Yo, let, yo, manifesting apartments specifically yeah. is our forte. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or homes, yeah. It's okay. Just, it's, okay, so well, first, where do we even start? Okay, well, first things first. Well, you know, you manifested that lottery. I mean, it was a co-creation. Shout okay, out to yes. me, too. Yes. Shout out to you. But that was Siham Ashi. <laughs> <laughs> but something that you were saying last time about manifesting was we must feel like we already have it. Right? And the idea, the basis of that is appreciating, right? So this person right now who, who messaged us, they're manifesting their dream apartment. So how do we get there? We must appreciate what is already what has already manifested, which is the right now. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this person ain't living outside. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this person has a roof over their head. Who met, they probably might be living with a roommate. They might be living back at home. Who knows? The point is, I'm sure they have a very comfortable roof over their head. So let's start by appreciating that. This is literally how manifestations occur, guys. We got to get to appreciating what has already manifested. You're, you have the most power in the now. 
Yes. And your now can change your perspective on your past, your mm. perspective on your future. So your now is all that matters. So we lived in this in in this uh, like two story loft. Yes. And it was amazing. Loved it. But like you know, just after a while, just the energy just in in the apartment shifted, and I think it was just like, you know just where we were at, even in our lives, just like the people that were around us, the people that were constantly in the apartment and just how, just how, how, how we were, just how we were feeling you yeah. know, at that time. And once upon a time, that two-story dreamy loft, LA loft, was everything we ever wanted. Yeah. It was our dream, amazing space for two sisters to have enough space. She had her own upstairs, everything. I had my own lower. It was like our dream place. And... And then one, and then somehow it yeah. wasn't anymore. It was. It just. It didn't feel right. And then the rent got raised, like so much. Like it didn't even make any sense. Like the universe. Like a whole six hundred dollars. Who does that? Exactly. And the universe will show you when you are not meant to be somewhere anymore. You know. Actually, it was more. But yeah. Anyways. It, no, no, no. It got ridiculous. Yeah. And so this person is manifesting their dream apartment right now. So for us, you know what's so crazy? This huge space we thought we wanted. We just kept saying the next place we moved to is going to be yeah. even better. We didn't know where we were going to move next. We also knew our budget was a bit lower. We weren't trying to spend that much money anymore. And we also realized all that space didn't make us happy. Yeah. It wasn't about having this huge, two, huge upstairs, downstairs loft situation that we thought we needed all the space for. Our next unit was actually a smaller loft, and we're so much happier there. It was way cheaper, and we're still in L.A. And, and it was way, it was really nice. It and was, it was nicer to, for, to me than, than where, where we already lived. But no, this is where the, the manifesting comes in. Yes. So we're moving out of this place. And you guys know that moving into a new place is not cheap. Right. Like, you need your first, your last, yeah. and a bunch of other extra expenses. It's, yeah. it's, it's not cheap. And sometimes if it's a really nice building, they really care about credit and all this other extra stuff that some, some buildings don't look at certain things, but some people will care about the extra stuff. And yeah. Obviously, we're Canadian artists living in the U.S. on a visa. So the whole credit thing is, is a joke anyway. So it's actually really complicated. But basically, sometimes it's not the easiest yeah. to get, like, a really nice place. Yeah. They ask for a lot of annoying paperwork. Yeah. So for us, and we were just like, okay, this rent got raised. Like, what the heck are we going to do, you know? Yeah. Like, are we going to – are we gonna, where are we going to move, you know? Because – is it because smarter to stay? Like, maybe this place is worth it? Because it was worth it for, like, how big it was as far as, like... But it was just, like, they raised the rent on us so crazy. And it, yeah. and it was still technically worth it for, for like, yeah. what was around. But it didn't feel right anymore. We just... we, Yeah, it didn't feel right anymore. So... But I don't know what it was, but we just kept saying, I don't know how it's going to happen, but the next place is going to be better. And on top of that, like... Okay, so our money situation was, like... Yeah. It was... It was it, we're it in a transitional place. Yeah. So it was like, okay, we're going to spend all of this money. Right. For this. For this. Right. And, and it's, it's expensive. Yeah. And it's like, and the thing is, it's like, you know, we're artists. This is not a monthly salary that's coming in. As artists, we get really substantial checks. And sometimes the checks are smaller. So it's kind of like we knew what we had enough to, you know, hold us down for X amount of whatever. But yeah, yeah but the... Month by month, that money dwindles. Like, rent yeah. is expensive in L.A. Yeah. So, anyway. So, 
so we're like, but we just kept saying, no, no, the next place we live in, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. I don't know how it's going to be better. We I don't know where the money's going to come from. But We never try to, I love that, we never yeah. try to question or figure out how all these things were going to happen. We just, and back then, honestly, I don't even think we even, our affirmation game wasn't even up as, no, it wasn't. we didn't really know what I, was happening. Just my inner being just kept saying. Repeating like, that every yeah, day. Yeah, just repeating that, like, the next place is going to be better. The next place is going to be better. Yeah. And I honestly, it was like I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I just, my inner being kept saying that. So I just kept saying it out loud. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. The next place we're going to live at is going to be better. Yeah. And I said it just like with such a knowing. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, so cool. Let's go find our next place. Yeah. Did not have the money for it. Okay, yeah. guys? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the key here. We didn't yeah. have, not have the money for it. Yeah. But... We just um, went to where we wanted to live, the area. We walked around energetically. We wanted to vibe out the place because we're like, you know what? If we're going to trust ourselves, our inner being is going to tell us where yeah. to live. So we wanted to live downtown LA. Yeah. So we went downtown LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just like literally just like walked and we just see buildings that we wanted to, yeah. to potentially live in. Yeah. And just go inside see if there was any openings like yeah literally i don't know why because clearly we got the internet you know we obviously used that as well just like figuring out what place had openings but the place that we you found were you were inspired for whatever reason we did do the, the, the our due diligence and did the whole like apartment finders like checked out everything online see him you were the one who said no 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 we gotta use our legs yeah she's like i don't know we just gotta i just feel it we just gotta walk around and we love walking anyway so she's the one who actually walked up on. And yeah. you know what? Also, the funny thing is, she, at the time, she was helping a friend find a place. Yeah, and actually as well. Sent, and actually sent the link of our place to this person. But the rent was not that. It was way more expensive. The rent was way more expensive, guys. When, okay. So get into the, it. Get into the story, it. The story, it gets better. Yeah. So I sent this listing to my friend thinking, oh, this is completely, like, not even in our price range right now. Yeah. And um, he was like... He's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's nice, but yeah, it is kind of expensive, you know? Actually, he went to go check it out, too. Yes. yes. Okay, he went to go check it out. For whatever reason, it didn't work out. Yeah, it like didn't he, work out. He, he just did, didn't want it. Yeah. We, did, we forgot about it. You yeah. forgot about it. I forgot about it. I was like, it's not even in the price range. I'm not going to live there. Fast forward, we're walking around. Walk into uh, the, the building. The building. Yeah. I'm just like, and, and, and I never, I never went with him to yeah, go Yeah, no, you didn't. Out. You only saw pictures online. And yeah. I, when I walked in with you, I said, oh, what is this place? I love it. And the thing is, this place is like downtown in the fashion district. Well, y'all who know us in LA knew, y'all know where we lived. <laughs> Everybody used to see us every day anyway. But no, this like, and it's such a like pop in place now. Like it got so expensive downtown fashion yeah. district. Um, but anyway, this building was completely remodeled. It used to be like an old, old warehouse. And literally, this they were all brand new units. We're, Building was brand we're new. We the first people to live in that unit. Come on, okay? I love that. It was so shiny and nice. But also, we walk in. The, I remember the guy showed us, the first unit he showed us. I said, this is it. Yeah. Now, Siham was being more the business-minded one, and I was just in la-la land. I'm over here thinking about negotiating and like... Trying to get a deal. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, this is a new building. We probably have specials. I was not thinking about specials. I said, Siham, spiritually, we're meant to live here. I don't know what... I don't know how much it is. I don't care. I'm just like, girl, shut the hell up. Yeah. We don't need to be telling this man <laughs> right now. I know you love this place, but yeah. let me... 
let me talk to him first. And he's literally like, there's not that many, you know, the units are going uh, going pretty quickly. He's like, I showed you guys this one first because, you know, it has a really good view. In the, and I, it had these big, huge windows that we loved. And I said, I love it. That's it. I want it. And CM's just like, okay, calm down. And the guy's like, well, I didn't even show you the roof. Do you guys want to see the gym? Didn't even care. Didn't ask. When I feel something, guys, come on. I'm an oracle, you know. I just <laughs> knew it. And CM knew it too, but she was also like, we still got to do Matrix stuff. No, because like, I, I didn't know how much, we didn't know how much it cost. Yeah. So I didn't want to commit to anything. Yeah, no, you're right. You're smart. But email <laughs> was just like, no, no, this is our place. And she hadn't said that about any other place. Yeah. Every place we went to, she was like, mm-mm, this place doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. It felt right. And I just knew we were going to work it out. I said, I don't care how much it is. I know I can afford it. And guess what, guys? It was the exact same unit that my friend looked at. And it was Four. significantly like cheaper. It was $500 cheaper. How does, how does that even make any sense? Let me tell you, it was $500 cheaper. And guess what? He said, oh, yeah, one month free rent. Literally fainted in the room. Just kidding. <laughs> but no, it was amazing. No, I literally, we literally laughed so hard. I didn't even see the rest of the building. I didn't care. So uh, at this point, we uh, still don't have the money. Yeah. Oh, my That's God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, then, we have the money. No, no, guys. No, no. First of all, we have the money to live in the expensive-ass place we're moving out of because we were literally in our last month there. I mean, like... We didn't have the... To really feel like we can sustain living there. Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like... So we were waiting on a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. I mean, guys... But we didn't know yeah. we were waiting on a miracle. We, we, just, we, we, we just knew we, something was going to happen and... Anyways, guys, you know what? We're not. We're not going to. We're not going to continue this, no, this no, no. the story longer. No, no. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know. Also, another thing I was saying. You kept saying we're going to live in the best. The next place is going to be better. I don't know how you kept saying that. You know what? I started saying that time. What? It's gotta be. Yeah. That was my affirmation, guys. Let's use it. It's gotta be. Everything seems like, but like sometimes seems to be like, okay, but like that's literally ten thousand dollars. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, we. Well, it's gotta happen. It's gotta be. Like, the next check better be ten thousand. Like yeah. <laughs> and lid. Okay. So, so yeah, we ended up getting a check that we, that two checks that we did not, we did not foresee coming at all. Okay. Yeah. It, it, you could have told us it, it fell from the sky. It, basi- it basically fell from the sky, guys. Yeah, because the, I don't want to get into to detail about our, it because our, it's it, it it's just a lot. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? The point is, it was like we got. A, I remember we were walking, um, back from the building. Yeah. And we're walking back to, uh, I don't know how we're walking, but we're literally walking back from that building that we still didn't know whether we are going to get it or can afford it. Um, but they were also doing the whole application process still. Still not knowing how the hell we're going to pay for it. Um, and also still thinking, of how, where are we moving to? How are we going to move? We're literally figuring out everything. Check our email. We get an email from our lawyer. And literally, just like, oh, guys, by the way, um, there's a check. Um, you remember that account? Basically, there was an account that there's no more money in it. And if, without getting into the story, there was just no damn way. In fact, I thought we owed money. <laughs> Let's just say that. And there was a substantial check that our lawyer sent us and literally couldn't believe it. Yeah. It, it was. Um, and then uh, money came from somewhere else, too. Like, it, yes. It magically was... appeared also. Y'all, guys, we just believed. We believed that, honestly, the basis of that was, I just kept saying, it's got to be. Well, it's got How much is it? It's got to be. Okay, cool. Well, we got we to gotta have it. We're, all right. I, I remember I just kept saying, it's, it's just got to happen that way. Because I believe, if I believe I'm doing my best as yeah. a human being, if I believe, if I, if I have to trust myself and trust God and believe that there's this greater source that's carrying me and, and, and guiding me, I got to trust. I got to just 
put up the white flag and let go and just trust. And that's what we did. We trusted that whatever we wanted yeah. and needed was going to be taken care of. Yeah. And that trust created the manifestation. We had to trust it. And guys, a lot of times, like, and I had to come to terms with this myself, a lot of things, why we're not manifesting it is because of our subconscious, like, belief system that we're not really aware of. Like, there is a, a limit to what we believe in, and it's our job to to figure out what that limit is and create a limitless, you know, uh, reality uh, reality for yourself. Like we're creating our own realities. Like even even with the lottery. Yeah. In subconsciously, I only believed I could allow ten thousand dollars. That's why I only won ten thousand. That's what I truly one hundred percent believe. I love that. And it's my job to create a limitless way of thinking for myself. Like I really believed. Yo, the next place is gonna be better, and yo, like, that it was just so amazing. And honestly, we would never would have left LA if we didn't honestly feel called to come back to Toronto. Yeah, everything that is happening in our life now, we have to listen to ourselves. Like that is how we were led to that apartment. Yeah, and how that is even, how we're back in Toronto. Yeah, that is how we're even back in Toronto. I would have never left that place. I fucking love that place. I love that but place. Yeah. One day we were just jogging outside, yeah. and we decided, man, it really feels right. We've been gone for a long time, and just almost like a reset we felt like we needed a reset yeah it was like a calling our spirit was like nope it's, it's nope nope it's time to go back to toronto we did yeah so yo manif this manifestations of all kinds are possible you know what i affirm every day you know what my new uh my new affirmation is i don't i don't i actually don't even talk about the specific things that i want i just say i am abundance you everybody tuned in everybody on planet earth is literally abundance. We, it's, we're, it's our birthright. We're born with all these built-in codes. We don't need to go learn how to, we just gotta unlearn. Get comfortable with it, feel good about it. We just gotta unlearn Believe the bullshit it. in the matrix. Yeah, because we already are abundant. We're already love, we're already passion, we're already clarity, we're already all these great things that we think we need to seek outside of ourselves. I believe I'm a billionaire. I am a billionaire. I am a billionaire. Do you see how I say that with such confidence? And even and though Iman is saying that, she, only she knows how she truly, truly feels. Only she truly knows if she believes inside that she is a billionaire. Like exactly. And and and, and guess honestly, what? The way that you know, yeah, is what you're experiencing in your reality. Clearly, me and Iman are not billionaires. <laughs> you, right? We're not billionaires. So, but vibrationally, I'm a billionaire. Do you know why? So that's what it's about. It's about already knowing that the fact that I can say this, yes, it's true. No, no, you're creating momentum on it. This is what I'm saying. Like a lot, like sometimes for us, we don't know what we really, really believe. Like we don't know the things, the, the blockages that we have, the things that are the belief systems that are holding us back from achieving the things that we want. So affirmations are helping us to create a momentum of, of undoing those belief systems. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'm I'd a rather believe billionaire, this. but you know what? Deep down inside, do like that feeling of allowing that billion dollars, like, holy shit, I don't know what that feels like because I don't fucking have a billion dollars. But let's think about it. What, but what, you what, can create that feeling. What so real quickly, what is in what, what what for me, what does a billionaire feel like? I because I believe I'm a billionaire, ooh, unlimited resources, mm -hmm. ooh, freedom. Yeah. A choice. Mm -hmm. Uh it feels like flow. It feels like Fun, Ease. It easy. Feels like, it feels like security. Yeah. It feels like strong foundation. Yeah. All those things that I have right now. now. 
I have all those things I just spoke of right now. You gotta have to the root of why on. you want these things. Cause it's the okay, it's the church of power. No, I'm kidding. You <laughs> you only want it because you feel like it's gonna make you happy. Yeah. And, I mean, we say this a lot, but yeah, you want something because you feel like it's gonna make you happy. Yeah. Just be happy now. Literally. Feel like you have a strong foundation now. I do. I have everything I want right now. I literally do. I really do feel like I do. So, yeah, I mean, okay, so this yeah. got a little long. No, no, uh, We perfect. only got through a couple of questions. I think but five questions, but it's okay. Maybe we'll do a couple more questions in the next episode. It's up to you guys. Let us know. Yeah, and please, like CM was saying, let us know if you don't want to be anonymous. You know, if you send us a voice, mes- voice message via powher.co or Instagram or Anchor. Anchor.fm, you guys download the app. It's amazing. There's so many podcasts on there, including yeah. ours. A lot of, you know, podcasts that are like popular that you guys listen to. Yeah. And um, yeah, you guys could literally send us messages on there. Yeah. And we could send you voice messages back. Yeah. So we're going to respond to the ones we haven't, you know. Shout out to you guys. We're going to do more of these Q&As. Um, and um, yeah, I hope I, I feel like we, we picked the questions that we felt like could answer a, an array of questions. Yeah. That, so hopefully, let us know if you guys enjoyed it. We will be doing more of these. Um, and you know what? There's going to be a lot more content on Power, but my inner being saying, calm down. You ain't got to tell everybody everything. It's all going to unfold. See? Yeah. I'm learning too. I'm expanding with you guys. Because <laughs> I like to just say everything and blurt everything out. But e- Iman likes to uh, uh, light the path up for herself. Yeah. Instead of uh, you know, letting, but- letting uh, the universe do it. Exactly. My angels always tell me every morning, put the torch down. Put the fire... You ain't a cave woman anymore, okay? Put the, actually, I never was. Um, <laughs> but she said, put the torch down, you know, and allow. We got, we got, we got solar powered engineering going on over here, okay? Allow the, the path to light up for me. I don't have to light it up for myself. I have my inner guidance for that. Okay, we got source, the ultimate plug over here in Power headquarters. Okay, I'm done talking, guys. This we is- love you guys. And uh, yeah, hit us up on powerher.co. On Instagram. Yes. We should, we're Pharaoh. Love and light. We love y'all. Toodles. Bye.